Welcome to Parenting Tips, the family health and wellness podcast series for parents and professionals working with families. Family health and wellness is a part of the National Extension System, which provides research-based information and is a program of Cornell Cooperative Extension of Suffolk County. I'm Rory McNish, the host of this series, which will showcase family health and wellness educators who are experts in their field of child development, positive parenting practices, nutrition, and health. Our goal is to help adults make research-informed decisions for themselves and their families. I'm pleased to welcome Nancy Olson Harbick, who will be joining us today to talk about positive discipline. Nancy has been a human development specialist with Family Health and Wellness for over 30 years. Nancy specializes in early childhood development and has also served as program director for the Family Health and Wellness program for the past 10 years. Welcome, Nancy. Thanks, Rory. I'm so pleased to be here today. I have been working with parents for a long time, and the struggle to discipline children, let me tell you, is very real in many families. You know, I hear that all the time. Kids today are different than they used to be, less respectful and less cooperative, and that's why disciplining them is so hard. Am I right? Well, it's certainly true that children are less afraid of adults than they were when we were young when it was sometimes perfectly acceptable for even non-parental adults to scream at or manhandle a child to get them to comply. That fear factor certainly did keep little kids in line for the most part, but it proved pretty ineffective, Rory, in helping children to learn self-discipline. And that's the goal of a good disciplinarian, to work themselves out of a job. Eventually, we all want to launch into the world a young person who does the right thing because they believe and understand it is the right thing to do, and that's a self-disciplined person. All right, so how, how do you get kids to be self-disciplined? Well, if you look at the word discipline, it's really related to the word disciple, and we know that a disciple is someone who follows a leader that they wish to learn values from and behaviors from. Folks sometimes think that discipline is the thing that you do to children in response to bad behavior. They mix up punishment with discipline. How are punishment and discipline different? At its heart, discipline is really teaching, Rory, teaching kids the skills they need to do the things like follow rules, contribute to the work of the household, and live up to your expectations about how they speak and act in relationships with you, their friends, their teachers, their siblings. Punishment usually can stop the bad behavior in the short term, but it doesn't teach the child the skills they need to do the right thing next time. So what can parents do to get this respect and cooperation they're looking for? Well, first of all, children really need to know what the expectations are. They need to be really clear. We need to teach them how to reach those expectations and teach some more and then some more. This isn't quick, and I never pretend with parents that it's easy, but it is worth it, and it's essential if we want to launch into the world people who can be successful in it. What does it take? Lots of conversation about how to behave and why we behave the way we do. And finally, what the consequences will be if we don't behave correctly. And then letting children experience those consequences, which is the part that parents sometimes struggle with. Children are often very unhappy experiencing consequences from their behavior. Say they forgot to do their homework and the teacher holds them in at recess to do it. But the good news is that they learn very quickly that if you do the right thing, you can avoid consequences you don't like. 
parents who cannot stand for their children to be unhappy have a bumpy road ahead of them. What do you mean? Well, say the child realized in the morning before school that they hadn't done their homework, and then they beg mom to write a note, basically lying, saying it was her fault, that she kept him out late at a relative's house and he had no time to do his homework. Don't look so stunned, Rory. This stuff happens. <laughs> oh, yeah. She does this for two reasons. She can't bear for the teacher to see her child as irresponsible, and she can't hold herself back from responding to his begging for a note because he'll be really unhappy if she doesn't give it to him. Mm -hmm. She cannot at any level tolerate his unhappiness. In my workshops, I try to get parents to realize that a small bout of unhappiness in childhood through experiencing consequences is very important to the way we learn to do the right thing. Okay. If we do not learn that our behavior has consequences, we can become adults who have very unreasonable expectations about the world doing things for us or asking our employers, our families, or others to accept excuses all the time for our bad behavior. Those people won't, and then those adults struggle to put a happy life together. We all know adults like this, unfortunately, that have had a hard time meeting expectations in their relationships and in their jobs, and they often come from families that saved them from having to face the real consequences of their behavior. So your work is about saving the world from families producing rotten adults? That's important. <laughs> Well, the workshops on positive discipline also really focus on enjoying family life. When children learn to be self-disciplined, family life is so much more um, stress-free. I mean, it's never mm -hmm. really totally stress-free, right? but if you're not yelling and screaming all the time at children because they have some ability to regulate their own behavior, the whole family is happier. Oh, yeah. We really want to help parents reduce the stress they experience because they spend enormous amounts of time fighting with and yelling at their children, which frankly takes a lot out of them. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like I, I really work as a parent advocate because I want parents to be able to enjoy family life and not just spend the whole time feeling um, uh, like they're having a negative interaction with their children. We do this by helping parents learn some other tools to put in their toolbox, ideas that help families run more smoothly. Can you give me a few examples on that? Sure. I mean, one of the first things I talk about in my workshops is helping parents understand that when you are sort of yelling at kids and nagging at kids and scolding kids, what you're doing is reacting to their bad behavior. Mm -hmm. You know, okay. every time we say, why did you leave your shoes here? Or why can't you do the thing I asked you to do? Mm -hmm. Or how come this is so hard all the time? That's really a reaction. And so I, I focus on teaching a lot about what being proactive in the parenting department would look like. Right. How that, as parents, if we can think ahead to the times in our family's life that are difficult and do some planning for those times, that we can really help our children understand what our expectations are for those periods of time and then know what to do and mm -hmm. then hold them accountable for knowing what to do. Right. For instance, if we have a morning time routine, if we say to children that we're going to set your alarm clock the night before, 
you're going to be able to wake up to your alarm clock like a big responsible person and not have mom or dad be tugging on your blankets. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, we're going to ask the child to then uh, get themselves dressed and, and come um, into the kitchen and uh, help prepare some breakfast or perhaps um, we've prepared something the night before. Um, we help them understand uh, what's next always in the routine. Uh, perhaps it's putting all of your your papers and your lunch and things into your backpack and then maybe putting that backpack by the door and maybe putting your shoes on is the last thing. I mean, this is just an example of a morning routine. If children can learn those things sort of a one, two, three, four, five, it really does help them keep themselves organized and it sort of helps everyone in the family avoid that chaos that often happens when there's no routine, when children don't know what to do. Mm -hmm. I'm particularly concerned when families leave the television on in the morning because everyone gets sucked into what's happening there and they don't necessarily stay on their steps of their routine. We also want to help parents plan ahead to avoid bad behavior caused by um, <clears throat> children being in situations where they have to wait or where they're where they're really not engaged with something. Say you're taking a young child to um, to the bank. You know, there's really nothing there for a young child to be particularly interested in. Mm-hmm. So, um, if you don't um, think of a way to keep your child engaged with you while you're waiting on this long, boring line. Mm-hmm. You can pretty much expect that in a few minutes they'll be swinging gonna, from the velvet be, ropes. Yes, right? yeah, so, you know, helping parents understand that mm-hmm. being proactive means, I don't know, maybe bringing a little toy for the child to play with, maybe bringing a book to read while you're waiting online, or playing I Spy so that the child's engaged with you. Um, Bored children, children who feel like they're not really um, a part of something, mm-hmm. are more likely to. I'm misbehave. bored. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and they can become I really hear that. whiny, yep. Yep. you know. Yep. And so, trying to keep them engaged is is a good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think a little boredom, honestly, is a bad thing. Yeah, I, um, I usually say, you know, wh- why are you bored? What? Why can't you figure out something to do if you're bored? Mm-hmm. You know, on your own. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's harder in a public place, um, but it's not impossible. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it's fine for parents also with older children to ask them to bring something with them to do. Right, right. I remember many times with my own children saying, make sure you've got a book with you because there may be times where we're going someplace and we're stuck in traffic or, Mm -hmm. you know, there's always times where, where children have to figure out what they need to do. We also ask parents to look very carefully at the way that they talk to their children and try to learn some new ways uh, through our workshops on how, for instance, to give really clear directions. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they find themselves in a rut of, again, reacting to their children. Um, So, you know, don't leave your backpack there or um, keep your hands to yourself. You know, don't don't hit your brother. And um, we try to help them think of the way uh, that they've heard teachers talk to children, which is often to give very instructive statements. Tell children exactly what it is you want them to do. So instead of don't leave your backpack uh, on the couch, uh, we would say the backpack belongs on the hook by the door. Okay, yep. And then we would wait um, 
and see if they can get that backpack on the hook by the door. And if they don't move, we would say again, Mm -hmm. please put the backpack on the hook by the door. And if they say, yeah, yeah, I'm going to do that. Uh Uh-huh, yep, I'm just going to watch a little TV and then I'm going to do that. We ask parents to stay with the instruction Mm -hmm. that one of the ways that children sort of wear us down, uh, one of the reasons that as parents that we find ourselves repeating ourselves over and over and over on our instructions is because we often sort of leave the moment without the behavior that we want actually Mm -hmm. happening. So we ask parents to stay with that child, give the instruction, and then make sure that the instruction is carried out, even if the child kicks, whines, complains, get that backpack on the hook. Mm -hmm. Um, Eventually, they will figure out that if the backpack is not on the hook, they're going to have to do it anyway. So then it becomes more of an automatic habit to put it there. So being clear about what we want kids to do is very, very important in helping them learn um, how to live up to our expectations. I can't tell you how many times parents will come and talk about after they've learned this skill of, of looking at how to give instructions clearly, that they didn't realize that they weren't doing it. They didn't realize that the child still needed to learn something. Um, they didn't know where the b- backpack went, for instance. They, right. you, know, you, know, you put up that hook and they never really got it. Yeah. Um, perhaps it's about organizing the environment so that they can take care of all of their things better. Um, being able to put their toys or their belongings in a specific place helps keep the physical environment of the home um, a little bit less chaotic. And we know from the research that chaotic environments are just not good for kids. So um, nobody who lives with kids has a need as a pin home, but we want things to have a place and we want our children to be responsible for putting them in that place. Frankly, one of the problems, Rory, is that our children have too many things Um, And so putting all the things away is difficult. So we always encourage parents to really look at cycling toys and clothing and all the objects of childhood um, in and out. Um, The more we have um, does not necessarily make us happy. Yeah. All my kids played with the boxes rather than the toys inside. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. Not anymore, but yeah, no, they used to do that. We also ask parents to, to think about helping their children understand that um, in life, there are often um, times where we have to do the work and then we get to do the play. That's right. real for everybody. Right. So um, I teach them uh, a very simple tool called a, a when-then statement. So um, when we have finished uh, doing the cleanup in the backyard, we're working all together, raking the leaves, mm-hmm. you know, then we're going to be able to go to the park and play. Right. Um, when you have uh, picked up all the all the laundry in your room, mm-hmm. then you'll be able to go out and meet your friends for that bike ride. Right. Um, it, the when, then. Um, and as you can see, as I'm saying it, I'm saying it um, in a strong voice, but I'm not screaming, right. you know, and I'm not mm-hmm. stamping my feet, and I'm certainly not swinging my arms. Um, I ask parents to be confident mm-hmm. in how they deliver these messages, to come across as a person with authority, um, and that's hard to do if you're screaming. Mm-hmm. Um, you lose a lot of credibility that way. Yeah. So really watching our body posture and our tone of voice um, and, and um, being clear that we mean it, mm-hmm. um, and, 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 and holding children accountable for um, doing the work before they get to go out and do the fun part. Right, right. 
we have uh, what's known as the Wendy's incident. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what's that? It, uh, we were on our way back from uh, someplace with the whole, you know, the four boys, and everybody was getting hungry, and mm-hmm. we're we're cruising down the road, and I said, uh, let's stop into Wendy's for, for a bite, you know, but you guys have to be, they were pretty active in the mm-hmm. car. I mean, mm-hmm. four boys, they were, we would be constantly like, you know, the car would be rocking, and you know, I'd say, knock it off, knock it off, you know? And so uh, I said, you know, Mary, st- my wife stepped in and said, uh, you know, if, if you guys don't stop, we're not going to, st- you know, we're not going to stop at Wendy's, you know? So they kind of stopped, and then we got to Wendy's, we went inside, waited on the line, mm-hmm. and they started acting up again. Mm-hmm. And again, we said, you know, hey, this is, you got to behave before we get anything to eat. And they kept going. Mm -hmm. And what did we do? We left. (gasps) We left. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. That takes strength, right? And yeah, because we're hungry, too. Right, that's right. You wanted your hamburger. I did, you know, so. But I'm telling you now, you know, or they're all adults now, but, you know, at any time Mm -hmm. that that type of situation Mm -hmm, came up, we would mm -hmm. say, you guys remember Wendy's mm-hmm. and they did and, and it worked. <laughs> right, right. And I, I mean, I, I doubt you're buttering it up for me now. It sounded like you did that calmly. Like you, you did it without a lot of screaming and yelling. Yeah. You yeah. said, you know what? If you cannot behave, we mm-hmm. will be leaving. Correct. And then you did it. Yep. And yep. I think that that um, that builds a lot of credibility. Mm-hmm. Um, your children then believe that you will yeah. do what you say you're oh, yeah. going to do oh yeah um they did have peanut butter and jelly sandwiches at home we did not feed them <laughs> <laughs> i think i had a peanut butter and jelly sandwich i'm too. sure right you probably had a couple yeah yeah um i think uh parents who get in the rut of doing a lot of threatening mm-hmm. and then not following through like that right um waste a, a, a lot of uh, their energy. I mm. want parents to be able to conserve energy. Parenting is really, really hard yep. and exhausting. Oh yeah. I have tremendous empathy for the parents that are in front of me in workshops. Mm. They're, they're all looking really tired. Yeah. And so if we can help them um, feel more confident about what they're doing and, mm. and say, you know, yeah, it's okay to stand your ground. Your children will be able to do a couple hours in the car hungry right. until you get home to those peanut butter and jellies. <laughs> exactly. They really will. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, oh, but, you know, wouldn't I be a bad parent then? No, mm-hmm. no. Um, you know, mealtimes is something we, we talk a lot about at Cooperative Extension. Okay. And we say um, that um, uh, families uh, need to provide food for their children at, at reasonable intervals. But... Um, if your children choose not to eat it, it's really okay for them to experience hunger mm-hmm, until sure. the next offering. Right, right. And parents have a really difficult time with that. Yeah. Uh, we have all kinds of things wrapped up in in how we feed our kids. Yeah. So uh, yeah. you guys did good. Thanks. All right. Well, that's good them. to know. <laughs> and probably the peanut butter and jelly may have been healthier than the, the fries the, oh, and yeah, soda, right? Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I think the last thing I was hoping to talk about today when we talk about discipline is to just remind people that so much of um, what works or doesn't work has to do about the quality of the relationship. Mm-hmm. That, um, that if, we, if we realize that our children really do want to please us, that they really, they really do want our approval, they really do want to do the right thing for us. Um, but they're young and they're impulsive and they're bored and they're mm-hmm. tired and they're hungry and their brother's getting on their last nerve. You know, exactly. you know, all of these things happen. Um, but we will have much more success and children are guiding our children's behavior if we really um, work on 
um, uh, building that relationship with them, having a strong connection with them. I always say to parents, you can, you can make lots of mistakes. Um, we all do. If you, if you, um, are, if your child is certain that they have your, their, your, love and acceptance, mm -hmm. um, that you've shown through your actions, that you enjoy their company, mm -hmm. that you maybe share some special time together, that you show interest in their interests, that you maybe bring them um, uh, into to, to your interests, you know? Mm -hmm. So Rory, you know, you have a, a real interest in, in media and, and, you know, video and radio, right. you know, all of those kinds of things. I mm -hmm. bet your kids love to play with some of this oh, yeah. equipment, right? Oh, yeah, I bet you absolutely. have some great tapes at home. Yeah. And I um, learned from them too. That's right. Yeah. So, you know, as parents, we have to realize that the, the good times that we have with our kids are really the money in the bank mm -hmm. for the bad times. Right. You know, that's when you're making the withdrawals. Yep. And as we get more and more busy, as many families struggle to work, you know, a couple of jobs sometimes, or, um, you know, it's really hard here to raise kids on Long Island. Um, oh, yeah. it, there's, it's, it's really, really hard for families to keep a roof over their heads yep. and maintain cars and raise kids and all the expenses. Um, it's hard to, to make the time to have fun with kids, to pay attention to yeah. kids. Um, but we really try to encourage that. And it sounds funny as a discipline idea, but it's really true. Mm -hmm. um, if you're in a bad place with kids, if you just feel like all you've done all week is, is yell and nag and, 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 and shame and blame, you know, on Saturday, do something fun together. Like, right. sure. <laughs> you yeah. know, forget Break about learning that. the new discipline skills. Yeah. Break, Break out yeah. of the negativity yeah. and then talk about it and mm -hmm. say, you know, we've had a rotten week, all of us. And let's all try to do better next week. Mm -hmm. Let's all try to do better at our routines in our family. Let's try to follow the rules better. Let's try our best. And when we and when we fail, let's apologize to each other. Mm -hmm. You know, um, let your kids know that you're their advocate, that you're all on the same team in the family and that we uh, will really try to support each other as we go through this journey. That sounds like excellent advice, Nancy. You know, Rory, here at Cornell Cooperative Extension, we pride ourselves in using research-based information to help people grow things, help them grow plants, help them grow shellfish, um, and help them grow children. We, we know um, as much about um, what it takes to, to grow good kids as we do good crops. Um, we know they need uh, structure. We know they need lots of love and affection. We know they need a lot of support in this hard job of becoming a person. We know that they need their expectations of their grown-ups to be really clear and that they not need a lot of support in reaching um, those expectations. And they need a lot of uh, warmth and good times as, as they roll along in the journey. Well, thank you, Nancy. And that's our podcast on positive discipline. Thanks for listening. For more information on this topic, you can visit our website at ccesuffolk.org forward slash family health and wellness forward slash human development.